Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai Studios. Presented to you by your local Hyundai dealers. This is where Chicago goes to talk Bears. Sports Radio 670 The Score. Chicago's home for Bears fans. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. And Odyssey Station. The Score! After sweeping the Milwaukee Admirals and winning 12 games in a row, the first place Chicago Wolves are streaking good. The next home game is on New Year's Day at Allstate Arena against the Rockford Ice Hogs in the first ever New Year's Eve Classic here in Chicago. Go to thechicagowolves.com to get tickets to your family and see the first place Chicago Wolves. We are the Wolves. This hour brought to you by Cars for Kids. Call 1-877-KRS for kids. Get away with the Bear selection. Boy, how exciting is this? With the 11th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the My Chicago Bears select Justin Fields, quarterback, Ohio State. Was that the Chicago sports moment of the year? Welcome in, welcome back. Steve Rosenblum and Mark Rohde with you. Saturday Suckage on Friday, Christmas Eve day. We're here. We suck so your Christmas day doesn't have to. That's right. what we do. It's a public service. We do it for the betterment of all mankind and humanity, if I may understate it a bit. So, Mark, what do you think? Was that the sports moment of the year in Chicago? It is. I would say that it is followed very closely, Steve, by the Cubs trading Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant, and Javier Baez. Like, that blow-up in succession of those three guys, to me, is maybe 1B to the Bears drafting Justin Fields. Because we've seen the Bears go up and draft a quarterback before, (laughs) but we have never seen a Cubs team blown up like that, that dramatically with players of that weight at that time for this franchise. So that would be, yeah, I mean, you got to put Justin Fields ahead of the Cubs thing, but the Cubs thing isn't far too far behind. Just a lot of good memories. That part I don't think is really hit yet as far as, 
just the whole whirlwind and the emotions of all of it, but did a lot of special things in front of, you know, a fan base that did not see a World Series in 108 years. So those moments will never be taken away. The joy that our core group and, and the teams over the last six, seven years there in Chicago brought a lot of joy to people, you know, not only in Chicago, but I feel like around the country and you know, parts of the world. So we're an easy team to root for winning that World Series in 16 and played and had fun. And I think as time goes on, we'll, we'll be able to reflect on it more. But I know those guys are uh, pretty excited too now just to, be able to go into contention and play for the play for a World Series ring. That's because that's the ultimate goal. It was Anthony Rizzo, and he was uh, talking about after he was traded, the the non-vaxxed Anthony Rizzo, because <laughs> that also could have been a moment when he admits he's not vaccinated. You're like, oh man, really? Womp womp. Yeah, that was sad trombone because it just ran a guy who is cured of cancer doesn't believe in the medicine that vaccination they just didn't make sense so that was anthony rizzo talking about and you're right you put them as a group because your whole core was gone bryant yeah and then on top of that kimbrell was gone too right yeah throw that in there too and hey that that was the one trade though where the cubs actually got something like guys that we know because they did get (laughs) they got nick madrigal and cody hoyer out of that and the the, you'll start to hear some of these names this year, probably just because pe- people will start to follow them. But as a reminder, Anthony Rizzo to the Yankees for a minor league right-handed pitcher, Alexander Vizcaino, and an outfielder, the big, tall Kevin Alcantara, 19-year-old. And what I know about him is he's 6'6". So there, there you go. Uh, but are you, are you in line with me that that would be – I mean, obviously you think Justin Fields is number one. But are you down with the the Cubs story? The blowing up of the World Series Cubs is would be like number two on the list. I I'm not even sure I have Justin Fields as number one. Oh, because I am such a sucker for this that this is more likely my number one. So an opportunity for the Yankees to be. Just one behind the Red Sox as they try to beat the White Sox. Tim Anderson digging in one for four tonight. Good matchup here for a low ball hitter sinking fastball. Anderson hits it in the air to right. Back at the wall and the White Sox. Well, you can throw the party, but you never know how it's going to turn out. <laughs> Unreal. And how about six runs on the board in the ninth inning alone? And the White Sox with a walk-off 9-8 win. This was some kind of night for baseball. It sure was. Hey, Dad, want to have a catch? The Field of Dreams game. Tim Anderson doing the most Tim Anderson thing and then dancing around the bases. And then you can see him as he's dancing toward home. There's a particular shot with the fireworks going off in the cornfields. I just, for me, I think that was the sports moment because that actually accomplished something. Whatever the Bears accomplished, I don't know. They, they traded up to draft a guy they can't develop. That's what it. That's where I am with the Justin Fields thing. Not to to minimize it, but that was and, and a, when I think of sports moments, Tim Anderson. That was the moment, dude. That that was incredible. I actually just got goosebumps listening back or thinking back to that. Like that that was novel, my friend. And wasn't that the game too? Was it was it either or both of Liam Hendricks and Craig Kimbrell who blew that? Didn't they both? 
give up big hits or home runs in that game where the Sox were down and then setting up the Tim Anderson. I can't remember which one gave up. It was Hendricks, wasn't it? Yeah. That gave up the dramatic. Yeah. yeah. It was Liam Hendricks it was that like, gave up. Oh, no. Here are the Yankees doing Yankees things. Yeah. Like they can't even go to Iowa and beat the Yankees. Yeah. You know, and, and I had had, I'm not going to lie, I had Frank Schwindel on my brain and his walk-off homer. No, but that's, that's the, but he broke Chris Bryant's rookie record for the Cubs. Yeah. Oh, man, it's crazy. Wait, but, but there's uh, one more. Patrick Wisdom, yeah. Yeah, there's one more. Patrick Wisdom, I mean, not Frank Schwindel. You're yeah. right. But there's Frank. one more because before Tim Anderson did this, here I thought, all right, it's over. We already have our Chicago sports moment of the year, and it was this. Focusing. Three and two. Rodon. Oh, to third. Moncada. Carlos Rodon has thrown a no-hitter. After everything he's been through, the elbow and the shoulder were supreme on April 14th, 2021. I... I still get choked up because, as Jason Benetti said, after everything he'd been through and we saw the way he started, Carlos Rodon's no-hitter was the moment of the year, and then Tim Anderson went field of dreams on him. When they re-signed Carlos Rodon, I remember being mad about it and thinking, what? (laughs) Seriously, I was like, you got to give this up. Like, I understand he's a... High draft pick. He's a Kenny Williams guy and all of this. But I was like, just give it up. Give it up. And then he kind of showed everybody until he ran out of gas in the playoffs and the White Sox choked away the rest of the season. So, yeah. um, Yeah. Yeah. Your your highlight of the year, your sports moment of the year for a team shouldn't be in August. But sometimes. No, that's true. But, hey, hey, the White Sox, one thing that. You cannot take away from them, even though it sucked the way they went out, and it did suck. Uh, it's the first ever time the White Sox have ever, which blows me away, considering how long the White Sox have been around, first time ever that they have been in back-to-back postseasons. Mm-hmm. So there was accomplishment in that. Unfortunately, they choked it away at the end. They probably would have been in, in the postseason in 1920 had they not thrown the 1919 World Series and had everybody kicked out. Hey, you and I talked about it that day. I mean, people can go back and look. We discussed it. So, So there are other, you know, there are other moments worth worth noting that certainly didn't exceed, surpass what we've talked about, but it was a highlight for me the day Jeremy Colleton got fired. (laughs) I'm not reveling in somebody being unemployed. He's still getting paid because there was, they were dead in the water when they fired. As soon as they replaced Quenville, they were dead in the water. This guy had no clue, was right. nowhere near it, had and continued to show it. And it was, in a sense, the Blackhawks, Stan Bowman and the Blackhawks were doing to Blackhawks fans what the Bears with the McCaskies and terrible Ted Phillips are doing to Bears fans, just playing them for stupid, saying, oh, yeah, this is great. This is the way we wanted it. This is this is our plan. When they said anything at all, it was just stupid. It wasn't going to work. And so that was a glorious day, far too late, but that was a glorious day. And and that was a highlight for me. Minnie Minoso getting into the Hall of Fame, 
long after, but that was a significant, a lot of longtime White Sox fans, and they are on this station, they listen to this station, were, were thrilled. Minnie Minoso, right? Yeah. No, that that was great. And uh, it, I, I don't want to say so. I'm a little surprised just because I feel like whenever there's campaigns for guys and everybody is angling for somebody, it doesn't happen. And maybe that's because I saw so many years with Ron Santo until it did happen. Yeah. So I was I was happy for him and for his family and his friends and um, everybody, you know, that is in, in support of him. Um, I guess if we're doing, you know, the firings, we should mention, obviously, GM Stan Bowman having been fired over the Kyle Beach sexual abuse scandal centering on mm-hmm. um, that Jag, the video coach, Brad Aldridge, from back in 2010. So I don't know. Do we applaud an organization for doing the right thing, like minimal essential competency? So I don't know if that's in the spirit of things that you're talking about right now, but that definitely has to be mentioned as at, at least – something that happened right that that whole thing was a moment there's no there's no question and it and and what the blackhawks did was was i i still feel dirty talking about it yeah and, yep. and i don't believe there's any way rocky Wirtz did not know and i think that there's a whole kind a whole lot of problems when you're dealing with a an organization hire someone to do the investigation, 39 people don't cooperate, and you come up with a conclusion. I'm sorry, the whole thing's oily, which is what I would expect from that franchise at this point. But there was <laughs> something you have to see the tape of. And again, it wouldn't be the the sports moment of the year, but it's one of the great highlights of the year. Tony LaRusso running out to the plate. Oh, yeah. He's so slow, man. Oh, my God. Oh, old man slow, too. I mean, slow is slow, but the ginger, gingerly slow walk is something to behold. But that was the way I couldn't figure out if it was just looking to make the early bird special or had to go to the bathroom and was going the wrong way. That's that's why he was running. That's, That's the old person running. And you can't ignore this. Aaron Rodgers, I all my bleeping life, I owned you. Oh yeah, that's yep. that's that's a Chicago sports moment. Maybe not the way Bears fans envisioned it, but it's one they're used to. It's it's and as owner of the Bears, I wonder what he thinks about changing the top of the organizational chart. Yeah, I've got one for you guys here, real quick. Yeah. Let me play it. Matt Nagy said, "I'm having so much fun." I I give him a pass for that one. uh, That's so much fun because I think, truly think Matt Nagy was just delirious that day. I think when when that happened, he's like, this is what I've been talking about. This is what I've been talking about. That's fun. Like he, he hasn't had that much fun since the first drive of the Matt Nagy era at Lambeau Field in 2018 to open up the season when Mitch Trubisky looked like he might be a superstar. And then he wasn't at all. If you had to vote for the Chicago Sports Person of the Year, what name would pop to mind? Who would you get your first place vote? Or should we wait until after this break to reveal that? Yeah, because I need to think about mine. Okay. That'd, yeah. be, that'd be a good thing. Now, yeah. not, not that thinking is required on Saturday suckage, especially this early on a Friday morning, but... 
We'll give you that opportunity, you and Dave the Cat. And by the way, uh, Spilkus texted me, and he wanted to know, did Dave the Cat get you coffee? Uh, yeah, uh, Dave the Cat. Actually, interesting you mentioned Dave the Cat. During this segment, he came out of his hiding. He is now plopped in front of me on top of all my notes here. So if I seem a little bit disorganized right now, it's because there is a large furry cat staring at me doing this show right and judging me judging everything that's going on right now so cats are like to, that cats are like oh yeah no they, they when are... i was told you when 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 cats are awake when dave the cat is awake he expects entertainment from me he expects food from me he expects some string he wants to be he wants me to play with him so there there's a lot going on right now during this window of daveness all right. Well, you and Dave and whatever your uh, your list of names is, I've got mine. We'll come back and share them after this. Steve Rosenblum and Mark Rohde, Saturday Suckage on Friday. We suck so your Christmas doesn't have to. It's what we do for all mankind, if I may understate it a bit. We're in for Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago Sports Station. Two down, your main Mercedes against Astadio, and there's ball one. Last time Astadio threw, two baseballs he threw registered pitch too slow for StatCast, and I think we're having one of those nights again. <laughs> He's going to try to sneak a fastball by him. Oh, he loaded up. Mercedes tattoos it to center. It is gone. There you go. A 3-0 swing. And it's 16 to 4. Keep swinging 3 0. <laughs> Big mistake. Welcome in, welcome back. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Rody with you. In for Molly and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. You know, way back, he was the story of the year. Way, way back. The Yerminator. At his own hamburger, too. Oh, my God. You're mean, man. You know what? That worked out just fine. It was a nice little early season treat. Everybody got on board. And everybody kind of knew in the back of their heads, this is not going to continue. Your mean's not going to be on this roster the whole year. And it played out that way. And the White Sox still blasted off and had a nice regular season. Well, that particular highlight, the 3-0 swing, Tony La Russa Uh. made it okay for the Twins to throw it at your mean Mercedes and drew this from Lance Lynn, who is our quote of the year on just on a monthly basis. And this was the one from April. If a position player is on the mound, there are no rules. Let's get the damn game over with. And if you have a problem with whatever happened, then put a pitcher out there. That's Amen, what we thought about LaRusse's response to, to Amen. Yeah. And then he said, he's got an office, right? That was Tony LaRusso. Yeah. I've got, got an office. Lock. He's got a locker. Yep. Yeah. So your mean Mercedes might have been the sports person of the year in Chicago. And he was a good one for a month. Who do you have? Who do you think? I, I my top of my list actually is Arturis Karnaschovas of the Chicago Bulls for what he has done. And that is to not only rebuild the Bulls, but have them in a winning cycle. You know, sometimes you rebuild and you suck. He has rebuilt, and the Bulls are really good, having brought in DeMar DeRozan, obviously, Lonzo Ball, Alex Caruso, 
and then not being afraid to get rid of guys too. You know, like we saw an awful Lowry marketing. It sucks that it didn't work out because it looked like he was going to be a good player. Um, Wendell Carter Jr., see ya. Chris Dunn, we don't need you anymore. Um, you know, Otto Porter, <laughs> we got to mm-hmm. let you go now. This this can't so don't hurt I, yourself on the way out, Otto. Yeah, so he's definitely one of the guys on my list and probably on the top, Arturis Karnaschovas and what he has done with the Bulls and what he's set to do and kind of proved a lot of people wrong, at least, you know, through the, the 30 games that the Bulls have played, proved people wrong about DeMar DeRozan. Not that people thought DeMar DeRozan was going to be bad, but I don't think a lot of people thought he would fit in the way Arturis Karnaschovas apparently thought he would fit in, and he has. I think he's done an excellent job. I was making a list of, like, who are the – the personalities or persons who the, the accomplishments that would make someone the Chicago sports person of the year. And I had written down your mean Mercedes. I mean, it was only for a month, but I did not want to forget it because he carried them and he was a story and he, he made, he made it a wonderful thing to, to root for the White Sox and watch what was going a five for five in his, in his debut. And it was like, Oh my God. And then, and Lance Lynn, like I said, he was the the quote of the month because he was hysterical every month when they when they took a series from Tampa Bay and somebody tried to get him to say this was a statement series, this was big, and he just says it's June, nobody gives a bleep, and he was he was there's just such a brutal honesty, and as we said, he's the guy. He's the guy who looks like a White Sox fan who got to play for the Sox, and. Sounds like it, acts like it, and plays ball like it. So I love Lance Lynn. Liam Hendricks, probably by by Bill James's uh, analysis, Liam Hendricks is your runaway Cy Young winner. He is he he had that kind of year. Yeah, you know Beth Mullins became the first woman in Cubs history. She did a she did play yeah. by play of a baseball game. That's a great one. That's and, a great one. And. I had Karnaschovas up there, and then I just thought, as for what happened, for the way it happened, for the change that might become, I had Kyle Beach atop my list. It's good. That's good. No, that's, that is definitely worthy. A nonsensical note on Kyle Beach. Check this out. Did you know that – do you know who Kyle Beach's cousin is? I do not. I did ready not to have know your, there ready be, to ha- ready I to have your mind blown. Ancestor okay. Kyle Beach's cousin. This is this is just so random. Rich Harden. Really? Where did? <laughs> yeah. Where did this come from? I think I just I did a recent Wikipedia. I actually yeah I think it was on Wikipedia. It was just very simple. Like I was doing a some research on the whole Blackhawks thing recently because of a show I did on WBBM, a year-end review show. WBBM. And, oh, oh right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And I, <laughs> Rich, Rich Harden. Yeah, yeah. Rich Harden. Yeah. Cousin of Kyle yeah. Beach. Isn't that amazing? Because, and yeah. And Rich Harden was the guy that got me yelled at uh, by Jim Hendry that one time. So it all really, I'm just connecting my own dots here this morning. So that that's an interesting little tidbit. Another, while I'm thinking about other people of the year, and Kyle Beach is a really good one, how about Candace Parker of I, the Chicago Sky? A tremendous accomplishment. 
tremendous accomplishment, a great story, and yeah, and she was not on my list, um, but worthy, uh, worth being there. Tony Larusa is he on your list for better or for worse? I mean, I think that depending on how we qualify, what we're, I mean, he has to be one of the Chicago sports people of the year, right? I yeah, mean, I, I, well, like he, him or not. he has to be on the list. And you know what was weird about Tony LaRusso was off-putting, I guess, that he would, he was very transparent when he didn't know a rule or he made a mistake yeah. or uh-huh. he, and he was, there was such pushback and this is even before the drunk driving charge. There was such such pushback to him. This old guy doing this, is he going to stay awake? You know, can they start the games at 3 in the afternoon so he can get to sleep by 7.30? All that kind of stuff. Questioning what he could do, what he would do, what he was capable of doing. And he seemed, it seems so off-putting for him not to try to cover up for that, but just to be as honest in some places, and sometimes seemingly vulnerable, I didn't know that rule. Now I know that rule. But to be that kind of, not try to cover up something he didn't know out of an insecurity, that that struck me throughout the year that he was that honest for a guy who is a target for supposedly never getting outmanaged, never mishandling a bullpen, never doing, could not do anything wrong. He was not allowed to because Jerry Reinsdorf forced it down Rick Hahn's throat. Yeah, I, I think that we did, believe it or not, see some humility out of Tony La Russa this year in, in those moments. In those, yeah. moments, and, and I think part of it is because of, and somebody brought it up from the 630, how about the La Russa drunk driving incident? Or maybe that's a low light. I think that's all part of the package. Yeah. And that's fair game. And I think that's part of what brought the humility to, you know, a couple things. The fact that he got another shot to manage in the bigs. I think he was truly appreciative of it. And then because of his drunk driving incident and how his tenure with the White Sox started when we found that out the day after he was introduced, right? So I think that 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 all is part of the package of Tony La Russa and seeing him be Tony La Russa-esque at times as in snapping at reporters or not wanting to deal with certain issues. But at the same time, like you said, you know, showing a little bit of humility or or, or do you say embarrassing yourself? I'm not sure which one is apropos. Well, be- Sir, you have any drinks today? Huh? Did you have any drinks today? No. No. Put us down the baseball Bible and, and see. Hall of Famer baseball person. That's right. That's Hall right. of Famer, yeah. So, and this texture, 708 texture, has this only on December 24th. It's only December 24th. Still time for Dave the Cat to take sh- talk, top Chicago sportsman of the year. Does he do tricks? Oh, yeah. And he gets more yeah. coffee. Yeah, he yeah. yeah. Yes, he does. He is, a, by the way, update on Dave the Cat. He has evacuated the area. He is headed to. My bedroom, he, he obviously heard something he did not like, so he is up and off my notes again. Sure. This is good. Yep. So I have, to, I have to say, I have to offer this correction. I screwed up, and Schmilkes caught me on it. Um, what? I was talking about Jed Hoyer being sought out by the Bears to discuss ownership parallels. Um, it was the Blackhawks. I could have sworn I read it about the Bears, and I went, and I've got yet to be able to find where I read that, where I heard that. So as it stands, I was wrong about that. I suck 
which is I do that for you. I suck so you don't have I to. I think that Mitch Rosen should cancel your Christmas card that he mailed to you. I yeah. think that, that we should stop the post office right. on that just for that demerit. Yep. That's that's it. But the point still stands is that they that is a model it, that the Bears could use is what the Cubs did. Get Crane Kenny Ted Phillips out of the way. Bring in somebody who is just going to be your Theo Epstein and he reports to the Garden Variety McCaskey. And so I had the whole thing about Hoyer talking to the Bears as wrong, but the point remains the same. And as dismal, and we were talking earlier, Mark, you made the point about such anger, exponential and rising and rising anger from Bears fans. Yeah, it's anger over apathy. I don't sense apathy. I sense anger. So we have, we, we came across something, and Mark and I want to share with you, the Bears fan, and maybe it'll make you feel better. It's it's about a Bears hero, and it's about one of the best things that you ever saw on a football field when the Bears were on it. And it's not Devin Hester. Everybody thinks it's going to be Devin Hester. Oh, my God. But this is Hall of Fame worthy as well as Devin Hester, and we'll bring that to you after this. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Rohde. Saturday suckage on Friday. We suck so your Christmas day doesn't have to. We're in for Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. Chicago Sports Station. Yeah, you better watch out. You better not cry. You better not bow. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. Welcome in, welcome back. Is Santa Claus going to be... By the way, if you go to Mark Rohde's Twitter account, you have a live look-in at Dave the Cat. Is Santa going to yes. bring Dave the Cat his own Twitter account? That's not a bad idea. I saw your suggestion on Twitter to do that. I or think Instagram? Point, Does Dave, Dave, yeah. Dave the Cat's Instagram? I think that'd be better, actually, because people just like to see pictures. They don't necessarily want to hear what Dave might be thinking or, or what, the own, what the owner. Moreover, they, they don't really need to know what the owner is thinking. So maybe I'll yeah, maybe I will start a Dave the Cat Instagram page at some point in time. Maybe that's the move this year. But he's up there. If you want to see Dave the Cat at Mark Grody Sports, Dave is. Uh, we've had some textures and choir, and he is always a you know peripheral part of the show. So I like to. And Dave is confused because I haven't done a home show in a long time, so he's wondering why words uh, keep coming out of my mouth. So he's a little bit alarmed this morning. He is. He is. Well, that's why he needs his own Instagram account. He just. I, I think he was. I think he was hinting that he wants his own Instagram account, and that should be one of the yeah. presents. I think so you're right. we are a Saturday suckage on Friday, Christmas Eve day. We're in for Mully and Haw, and and it's been so awful for Bears fans. And it got awfuler with the news that Justin Fields didn't practice uh, with a tweaked ankle. He's expected to play against Seattle on Sunday. But I love how. It listed the Bears injury report yesterday. Listed him as limited in practice. Well, because he's limited in games by his coach and his offensive philosophy. <laughs> Anyways, it's been a hard. Actually, year. Yeah. to be, I don't mind. I, I hate to have to 
keep correcting you on this day. No, Steve, go right I ahead. Know, I know Spilkus already did, but um, Justin Fields did not practice yesterday. He was not just limited. He was out of the practice. Now, it should be pointed out. Oh, I read it. I read it across. You're right. He was limited on yeah. Wednesday and did not practice right. Thursday. So Yeah, no, I understand that. I've made that error before. You got to you got to make sure you you trace cool. the longitude and latitude. You know what I'm saying? So, each column has to be traced and then your fingers meet at no practice. However, it was just the the Bears have not practiced for a long time like an actual practice practice like these are all just been walkthroughs like what they've done so far this week in the name of keeping everybody healthy that's what they have done so they didn't really even practice yesterday but that that is an estimate if they had practiced yesterday justin fields would not have been practiced so it's not a slam dunk that justin fields will play in the game sunday afternoon in seattle it could be andy dalton who by the way was um promoted off of the COVID list and also coming back are Eddie Jackson and right tackle Larry Borum and linebacker Sam Kamara. So yep, and they're Akeem all back. Hicks, and Keem Hicks yeah, was out. added to the COVID-19 list. Yeah, that's my guy. And you'll hear from big Keem Hicks in uh, what Mark heard later on today, too. It'll be entertaining, I think. I, we will hear that at the top of the 8 o'clock hour. So for now, it sucks being a Bears fan. They're 4-10. and 10. They still have to play out the season. They haven't fired anybody. They haven't done anything. They haven't addressed anything publicly. So I was tipped off about this from Joey Ice, the frozen, my frozen guy at Trader Joe's. He had my, he saw Charles Tillman on Good Morning Football, and he was getting a, a guest spot, sort of auditioning. And my experience with Charles, Charles Tillman, he, I hear him very often I heard him often with Lawrence Holmes. Lawrence had a great relationship with him, still does, I imagine. And Peanut seemed his most relaxed with Lawrence. He was a great guest. And all of a sudden he shows up on Good Morning Football, and Joey Ice is raving about him. And here's what they do. They go to the Peanut Punch. They go to... They, they have him break down a series of peanut punches. And I just think it's, it's wonderful. Hearing Charles Tillman, like you heard him a lot on the score. And he was great, right? Did you enjoy yeah, listening absolutely. to him? Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Yes. I, I agree. Yeah. He's great with Lawrence. And, and as a, it transfers as a call, I didn't know. I never, we never heard, I never heard him anywhere else. He was never. An expert, even though he is, he was never an analyst. He was somebody who commented when somebody called, but it was maybe he's too busy studying to be an FBI man. But the <laughs> the the way he comes across, the way he came across, is so engaging on a bigger stage. So this is from Good Morning Football with Kyle Brandt, Chicagoan, Kinsdalian, and uh, formerly of the Real World Chicago. And they're talking about the peanut punch. This is the, because you never forget your first, they started with his first peanut punch. Do you remember your first peanut punch in the NFL? I do. It was against the San Francisco 49ers. Here we go. Candlestick, special teams. This is the fourth quarter, you know, week uh, week one, very first game. I'm on special teams. And, yeah, I just saw it and went, let me get it. 
ball came right on out. So even as a special teamer, you're not thinking, wrap this guy up, just bring him down. No. It's always about punch, the ball. Punch. It's always about the ball. This ball is worth millions of dollars. If you can get this ball back, you will be rich. That is that is the pitch. It's about the football. It's not about anything else. This ball is worth millions. This ball's worth millions. That is, isn't that great? That's so good, man. Yeah. That's so great. Yes. So Kyle Brandt would ask him, they would discuss what was Charles Tillman's most memorable peanut punch. Do you have a thought? Do you have a guess, Mark? Before, mm, before... Man, I, I, I've got my favorite coverage moment for him, and that was when he covered Randy Moss his rookie year and denied him in the end zone, in the red zone. But I don't think that was that was not a peanut punch. That was just classic coverage. So off the top of my head, no, I don't have one. Okay, that was that was a um, you know what he does. T- he did talk about that during the segment. The, so the Sean, Randy Moss thing, yeah, Sean Sears. Let's it, he didn't call it his most memorable. Well, let's talk. Let's hear him talk about the Moss um, the Moss play, which jumps yeah. jumps out for every Bears fan. Well, oh, yeah, a sack would be nice, but you really got. To, to clarify what I'm trying to say is you can't let the receiver get a free release. Uh-huh. Right. You can't let him you gotta get, get a free release. You got to get physical at the line of scrimmage. You got to move your feet, jam them a little bit, discombobulate them, throw them off, get the timing off. It's all about right. timing. That That's a nothing but a timing play. So the trick really is you just have to grab the back arm. So I know we're on video and I'm camera. So if the quarterback is coming from this way. Is this your uh, your tight end? What do I do? Your left tackle? Yeah. You gonna this me is this back? is this is a receiver right here. Okay. Got it. Okay, I'm the receiver. So, yeah. I'm about to catch my, my lovely wife is the, is the quarterback. The ball. Right? Yeah, yeah. She's okay. throwing you the ball. It's hard for a receiver. It's easy for you to catch it with this hand, right? Yep. So right get me right here. I would just try to grab this hand. <laughs> okay. That sounds more like technique that has nothing to do with Randy Moss. That was that was him referencing it, yeah. Sean. Yeah, no, hey, great technique though. Okay. So let's go to Charles Tillman talking about his most memorable peanut punch. I think in your whole career of punching peanut, what was the biggest or most important peanut punch? I'd say we played uh, Philadelphia. We got it. Yeah, we played Philly week 11, 2009, Sean Jackson. That was the second one. Uh, no, this is the second one right here on the sideline. You had two in one game. Yep, watch him. He taps his head. He's like, God, no, I had three in one game. So we get a little further, and we get to uh, LaShawn McCoy right there. Came with a right hook right down the bottom. And then, yeah, Spice Adams, he jumped on the ball. Uh-huh. And, yeah, we recovered it. The one that made this one so good was everyone knows the Babe Ruth story about Babe Ruth, you know, pointing out, calling his shot. Sure. There was a young man. I had a sweet rag on. I had DAX. His name was Dax. Dax had cancer. He ended up passing away. And the third, uh, you know, by the time I got the third one, I actually cried because I remember looking in the stands at my wife, and I'm just, like, bawling, crying because I knew the game, it just meant something a little bit more. It was a little bit bigger for me in that moment, and I just remember crying and just like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. I've had three forced fumbles in one game. Mm-hmm. It was That was probably the most memorable uh, forced fumbles I've this ever had. This guy's the best. I never heard that story. Did you? No. No, I hadn't. But it, it the, whole, the whole thing makes me think of the, the philosophically – the way defensive ends and outside linebackers in a 3-4 would be, 
and the the philosophy nowadays is not to tackle the quarterback, but to swap the ball out of his hand, like just because of the rules changes and how you can't touch quarterbacks. Now everybody wants to slap the ball out of the hands. And some of that goes in the secondary as well. And I get there's not a direct link from Charles Tillman to the big boys trying to force fumbles, but that is a philosophy that most if you talk to like Khalil Mack, like remember him when he first came to the Bears and he talked about how that you go get go get the damn ball. You can't you can't touch a quarterback anymore, but you could touch the football and you could force turnovers. So I don't know if there's a direct link, Steve, but he, he definitely was on to something with that style of play with Charles Tillman. Right, and it gets used now. You hear you hear it in games other than Bears games. You hear him talking oh, about yeah. you hear announcers talking about the peanut puncher players doing it. And it was the sibilant strip strip sack score. That was the the Khalil yeah. Mack thing. Strip sack score. So there's one more about his favorite. And that sounded like his favorite. That was his most memorable. But there was something else that he that Charles Tillman brought up with the peanut punch. All things considered, what would be your favorite peanut? Mike Tyson has his favorite knockout. What is your favorite peanut punch you ever had? Against the Detroit Lions, week eight, 2007. If you look at it, I had to jump out of the way because wow. the, offensive oh line, the offensive lineman wow. is coming to get me, the tackle. So I had to Olay because I didn't want to sit there and take that hit, right? I'm a little, I'm a, I'm a little, I'm a little brutal. I'm a little peanut brutal uh-huh. guy, right? So yeah, I had brutal. to jump out of the way, and at the last second, I punched it. And I landed on my feet, and it was awesome. So that's by far. And of course, Dominic Rayola starts he's, to fight. He's what mad. else is new? He's mad. But I got look. I got my defense right there. They're like, "What's up, fool? Where you at? Where you at, fool? Get up out of here with that!" I love that. <laughs> I'm a peanut brittle. I love that's that. awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. More Charles Tillman, please. Love hearing from him. Yes, yes. I and I'm surprised. Maybe he he's been approached about being part of the pregame, postgame, whatever. Everybody's got one that that he has not taken anybody up on it if if he's been approached or why he hasn't been approached. But I, we loved his personality as a player, everybody who covered him, everybody just as a fan. You wanted to hear him talk. And like I said, if you you heard him when he was on with Lawrence, who's a terrific interviewer, and you got Charles Tillman feeling so comfortable that – with Lawrence, that he was a fountain of information and just interesting to listen to, and you learned stuff and you had a good time while you were doing it. It was great. I'm maybe he'll be he'll land on Good Morning Football. Maybe he'll replace. I, I don't think he wants to do this. Like in in those conversations with Lawrence, I always got the feeling he had no interest in doing the media stuff. Like because he always talked about how he didn't really watch other football games. Like he, he yeah. had other interest he'd be and maybe he does maybe he already does do a podcast that that would be right up his alley where he could talk about whatever he wants to talk about and it would probably include some football but probably other stuff too so i I don't know that he wants to do all that but it would be nice maybe he doesn't and maybe that's it maybe he was approached and he said no and i'll just pick my spot probably or maybe why wouldn't you approach him i mean you'd have to approach him right right? you would so yeah all right, uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to change sports. We're going to talk some baseball with Bruce Levine. The Cubs are going after a guy, and it kind of looks like bad White Sox going after Manny Machado. It just this doesn't look like it's going to have a happy ending, and it's not going to make Cub fans happy. But maybe Bruce has new information for us, and we'll talk about that. 
after this break. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Rohde. We're in for Molly and Haw. Have Merry Christmas to you. Happy Christmas Eve day morning from Saturday Suckage on Friday. Sure. Look at that. That just fits so neatly on the title card. That's what we do. (laughs) Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.